The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. The been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Welcome to the Fantasy Golf Degenerates Podcast. What is going on, DGen Nation? Kenny Kim here bringing you another Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast this week for the Waste Management Phoenix Open. As usual, I'm here with everybody's favorite Canadian, Tyler Tambaline. Tyler, how are you doing this week? I'm good, Kenny. Tough, tough day yesterday. Tough week for me, DK-wise, but it's my birthday week. And I went back today. I listened to last year's pod. And if you recall, it was somebody get Tambo VIP passes to the Waste Management Phoenix Open. And this year, my brother Gup came through, so I will be headed out to the Waste Management Phoenix Open for Saturday and Sunday. So definitely looking forward to that, and that makes uh, birthday week a little bit better. What about you? Yeah, I do got to say, Gup might be the best boss ever. <laughs> I, 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 that's pretty cool. He's hooking us up with the with with the Honda Honda Classic stuff too. Really good guy. Um, you know, for me, I didn't get to watch too much of the final round yesterday because of what happened. Um, you know, with Kobe. Uh, pretty sad stuff. I mean, we're a golf pod. We're not going to get too deep into that. You know, we want to keep the pod happy uh, and talking about Kobe for the rest of the pod just made me sad. Uh, but it was a tough day personally for me. Uh, you know, even though I wasn't paying too much attention, I did have uh, a, a cash game sweat. So, uh, you know, I personally uh, had four, only four or six make it to, through to cut in my cash lineup. And uh, of course, you know, Woodland was the one that missed on the cash game cornerstones. I got three out of four and I didn't do that great. Uh, but Stenecker finishing in third really helped. And I actually ended up cashing in everything, all my double ups, except for the two non-single entry double ups that I played. I uh, still only put $30 out of like my 210 lineup uh, in those two non-single. But everything else hit. Uh, and that's one thing I would say with now DraftKings having way more single entry double ups, like they, they've doubled or tripled it 
from last year. Uh, that's what I play in cash. Uh, single ups, I think, are the way to go. Our single entries, are, I think, are the way to go when it comes to double ups, just because, um, you know, it doesn't happen every week, but almost, I'd say about 80 to 90% of the time, the single entry, you know, winning score is lower than the non-single entry winning score. So that helped me out this week. I won in cash. In GPPs, I did great, except I couldn't get a six to six. Like, I actually cashed in more than half of my lineups. Uh, that I put in, I put in 70 lineups and they cast in like 37 of them. The issue I had was I had, you know, Rory and Rom were my two highest owned in that order. And I had, you know, 20, almost 25% Leishman. And of course he won. The issue is I couldn't get six to six. I sucked down below. Uh, Lanto killed me. I had like 35% of Lanto. Uh, so, I mean, it's just a couple of other things went my way. It could have been a huge week. Uh, still another winning week. Four weeks in a row uh, winning, uh, you know, to start the season. That's I, – I, I'll take that every time. Uh, now, how about for you? you, you just, I, did you do all right, Tambo? How would you do? Well, it was a down week. I think uh, it's like you said. It, it was what we thought. Rom, Rory at the top. Tiger made a push. The guys like Reed. I'll take the L on Finau because, you know, I really like Woodland over Finau, especially if there was going to be the ownership there. And it kind of sucked. Late in the week, I did mention my article at cupscorner.com that I want to switch – a little bit of ownership back over to Finau, just full full transparency for everyone, because I wanted them to know when he cancels on Saudi this week or, or going overseas, I thought, okay, he's a little bit all in here now. That gives me a little bit more pause to say I want to be completely off him. But, yeah, with Hoagie, Homa, Higgs, Hostler, Rogers, all those guys in the mix up there to make those lineups work, uh, not the greatest. We had like a 25th or a 26th or something in the big $44 uh, had a decent run in the $9 again, but just didn't get there in the end. So it ended up being a down week for me. Yeah. As for the tournament itself, I mean, Leishman was incredible with the putter. I mean, basically he, you know, he hit like three of 14 fairways, but gained like 8.24 million strokes putting. Uh, you know, I mean, it was just, it was wild the way he putted that day. And, and but the thing is, it was a really wild last round. Like, I rewatched it, even though I wasn't paying too much attention. I rewatched some of it this afternoon. And, you know, you look at Rory starting off so slow and then coming, charging back on that in the last few holes on the, uh, on the front nine to be in contention on the back. You saw Rom do basically the same thing. You know, he went down and then he birdied five of his last six holes to try and make it. And actually, I read that he thought he needed birdie on that final hole. Yeah, he, he said he didn't know. He, yeah. He said he didn't know really what was, he said he didn't look at the scoreboard after he birdied 17. Now who knows if he actually did or didn't it's, it's these guys talk a lot, but my, the thing about Rom for me was insane. Like on Saturday, he had a, a wild case of the rights. I'm not sure if you're watching much on Saturday, but he was putting it right every time and still getting up and down. His bunker game was insane. The guy was putting it to like two feet, three feet every time out of the bunker. It was almost like the, the commentator said at one point, they think he's just going in the bunker to show off so that he could put it right there next to the hole because it was insane to see. And then on Sunday, the fact that he literally didn't show up until the back nine, and then on top of that, he was you know two feet at the end from that eagle dropping that would have forced a playoff, or Leishman could have missed, finally, a putt on Sunday, and, and it would have been even going in. So, I mean, how Rom didn't win, I have no clue, but good, good for Leishman. Another Australian win that we've seen yeah. on tour, and, and even on the women's tour, Sagstrom, she got the win. So, I mean, there's a lot of Australians and, uh, you know, Cam Smith. Really? All, I mean, uh, Abe Bear won uh, in the European tour. So the, a woman won? Yeah, he, no, no, no. I, I said Sagstrom, and, and you know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of her, her he, 
Lucas Herbert over there with the yeah, uh, yeah. the win that made three in the last like two weeks. I was thinking, but oh, Sexton did win. Ormsby won on the Asian tour two weeks ago too. You so go. you're looking at four Aussies after everything that's going down in their country right now with those yeah. wildfires, which are crazy. Uh, and and they're still you know going out there balling out. I mean that's pretty impressive by these guys Definitely. because you know they got a lot of stuff going back on back on at home. Um, you know a couple other guys, Hollywood Hoagie. I mean, this guy's playing the best golf probably of his life uh, right now. It's hard to go against him. I mean, at $7,400, you think he's going to be chalk this week. We'll talk about that later on. Uh, but it's hard to not click his name after what he's been doing. Maverick Manili with a nice top 15 finish. Uh, he's, he's not going to be 6400 6600 for long. This guy is going to be good. I talked about it last week. He's going to be someone I'm going to be keeping a big eye on this season. He did pretty well. Um, you know, overall – it was it was a good tournament, a good event, sort of ruined by what happened on Sunday. Uh, a little bit less, you know, I paid less attention, basically, is what happened uh, to it because of what happened with Kobe. But, um, you know, it, it was still a good week, good week for us. I We actually had one winner. Uh, let me actually – I told him I'd shout him out uh, on the podcast. Let me go ahead and get his uh, his name here. It's going to be uh, – come on, Twitter. There you go. Aaron Talovich. He won – uh, he's a longtime listener of the podcast. He, he won the uh, the the mini max, the fifty cent mini max. He won the short game, uh, the second short game. He won the second uh, quarter jukebox and came in third in the dime. All in the same lineup, all with golfers that we talked about. You know, his lineup was Keegan Bradley, Cameron Champ, Leishman, Rom, Snedeker, Stallings, all guys that we liked last week. He came up huge and won i don't know i think he put in like 90 bucks and won like 1700 so so kudos to aaron talovich uh thanks for listening good week last week uh and now let's move on before we get into listening tampa has a little message for you from blueberry yeah from our sponsor blueberry podcasting guys we got uh, same host that kenny and i use for our podcast basically they've got everything for you the most in-depth stats right now you can get 30 days of blueberry podcasting free it includes hosting and stats a WordPress site if you need one. Publishing is as simple as create, upload, publish. Right now, you can go to blueberrypodcasting.com. Use the promo code BLU004 to get started today. They'll give you 25% extra hosting space free of charge. So if you do go over, you've got a little bit extra there for you. The WordPress site, as I mentioned, again, blueberrypodcasting.com. Go there today. Use promo code BLU004. That's Blueberry Podcasting, promo code BLUBLU004. So we've done some things with our listener league. I think uh, so. <laughs> yeah, we, we've done some things. Go ahead, Tambo. You're the one that's been working with DraftKings the whole time. You, you should go out and go ahead and tell everybody. I'm grinding them out a little bit. I know every, here's what happened. We, we started, we said at the start of the year, we want to bump it up. We've talked about this the last couple of pods already. I'm not going to go back into it, but we've just kept saying, let's make it bigger. Let's make it bigger. Can we get this? Can we get that? And then, you know, people brought up that it was 10% rake. The original was just so everybody knows 15.9 or 16. So we did get a little bit of break on that, but you know, we don't have a DK sponsorship in our pocket. So, uh, you know, we, we looked around a little bit more and we just had enough people. So really shout out to DJ nation. Appreciate you guys, everybody that came through. What ended up happening was we talked, I talked to them over the weekend. I said like, look, this is what everybody wants. We definitely got to go to at least 1500. That was my estimate. And I said, we got to get this rake free going because it's only going to get bigger and bigger as we go on, bringing people to the site. They're putting more money into your games. We know it's what give the people what they want. And be- best thing was they came through. So I, I tweeted out today. You guys asked. They delivered. It's now up to 1500 which we definitely went way under on that. We underestimated it. They, they filled, it's already filled now. It's uh, 843 Mountain Standard Time. 
and it was like six hours. Can you just tweet it out? So basically in six hours, 1500 people filled. It's still the same three, three, three max entry, $5. It was 1500 people. The structure, multiple people commented on it from around the industry saying it's awesome. Thousand bucks to first, a hundred bucks to 10th. So it's a little more than it's around, you know, 10 to 15% for first. Uh, you get 10% of first into 10th place and then still 18% even of the field gets paid and every entry that's cash is doubles up. So every $5 entry that cashes gets at least $10 for a min cash. Uh, we're going to talk to them again this week. I already talked to the guy a little bit earlier when it was at like 1200 after four hours. And I said, look, we're going to have to go bigger for next week. And he said, absolutely. You guys keep filling it and we'll keep running it. And now, I mean, we got two full days. So next week, I don't know if we're going to do two or 2,500. They'll probably want to take it in baby steps, maybe two. But it's exciting news and exciting for everyone. It's a lot of money up top. You still get in the three men. And then as Kenny and I mentioned, to be determined, but that you will be invited to league for the prizes to enter for the end of the year when we have our giant listener league winner contest. Only listener league winners get into it. Yeah, the, the rake free is crucial. Huge. I mean, every, every dollar that's put into the contest gets paid right back out. I mean, you can't beat that. So make sure you join it, I guess, starting next week because it's already full. It's fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, guys. So let's look over um, – Last week's Listener League winner, it is Uncle Frosty, and he has a picture of his pup, uh, his puppy on his avatar. I'm always a fan of puppy avatars. It always makes me happy. Uh, but he had 551 points, 551.5 points, Uncle Frosty. He had John Rom, who had 119 points at 16.7% owned. Morikawa at 72.5 points uh, at um, 20, uh, I'm sorry, 15% owned. He had Leishman. Uh, 15% on 115.5 points. Uh, Rom actually outscored Leishman, uh, even though Rom came in second. And then we had Snedeker uh, at 13.44% on, came in third. Maverick Manili, 15th. Uh, one of my darlings this year, 15.36% on, uh, you know, came in 15th, 72.5 points. And he had an old man Stewie Sink. Uh, he got him his 6-6. Six six. I think he might have been the only person that drafted him in the league. And he had 67.5 points. What do you think? Yeah, like two people in the whole tournament had Stewie Sink. So, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. That That's the uh, the extra kicker, I guess. I mean, that's talk about getting six six out of six. That's how you get there. But every, everything about it was interesting. Not one guy over 16%. Well, I guess John Rom 16.7. But no one even near the, the rest of the way, right? So, so if you look at the lineup overall, it was sort of the skip the 9K range lineup. Go with your heavy-duty guy at the top a bunch of dudes in like your Morikawa, Leishman, Snedekers, and then get your two sleepers in McNeely, who we talked about plenty with the Butch Harmon, the Danielle Kang, everything that oh, we yeah. mentioned one, about that. One thing, one thing about that, I was wrong last week. I said Maverick McNeely was uh, – uh, You're talking about Uline uh, with Titleist. Yeah, and yeah with, uh, it, was, it was Uline who, oh, whose dad owns Titleist and not Ping, not Maverick McNeely. But everything else is still true about him. The guy is a baller. Uh, yeah. It'll be good, but go on. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's all good. That, that's just what it was came down to. Like I said, so it was all plays that we liked. Sink just sort of got thrown in there. Old man Stewie Sink. Nothing wrong with the, the old guys this time around. We'll talk about some today as well. So shout out to Uncle Frosty. We'll see him in the three-man. I've already invited him, and he accepted into the Lister League Winners League. Like I said, that'll be a long wait, but it'll be well worth it. We've got some ideas for some prizes as the year goes on. It'll be exciting when we get to it at the end of the year. I do have to say that the people that have been playing against us in the three-man have been beating us. I know. <laughs> I think, it's crazy. I think, I think, I think we've only had like one or two out of the four weeks that me and you have won. So we talked way out. too much shit last year when we were winning all the time, and it was yeah, just me I, and you talking shit to each other, and now they're I just know. raking us every single week. I you know, I think if I remember correctly, this happened last year too. Like in the beginning of the season, the, the listeners had a little bit of an advantage, but as the, as the year went on, it was just me and you but mostly for the rest of the year up there. But let's move on uh, to this week. 
before we do, let's talk about uh, GUPSCorner.com. Use promo code DGEN20. GUP was nice enough to bring that promo code back again this week since both GUP and Tambor are going to be at the Waste Management Phoenix Open this week. So use promo code DGEN20. Get yourself 20% off a year-long or monthly subscription. The, the PGA tools that they got are amazing. They're really, really solid. You can do showdown plays. You can do, get all the raw numbers, which is really, really important. Uh, you know, you, it, it, it's a great site, pretty easy to use. They have a video tutorial up on YouTube. So go check that out. It also has my article, Tambo's article, GUPS ranking, GUPS um, ownership projections. And that's not all. You don't just get the PGA. You don't just get golf. You get every single sport when you sign up. So if you sign up for the PGA tools, you get every single sport, uh, basketball, football coming in next year. If you do the year long, you know, baseball, college basketball, college football, they got it all. And so it's a great value. And use promo code DGEN20. Get yourself a subscription to gupscorner.com right now. So the PGA Tour is in Phoenix this week as the golfers take on the stadium course at TPC Scottsdale for the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Uh, The Waste Management is one of the most exciting and most attended events on tour. You know, everyone knows about the par three, 16th hole. It's become one of the most iconic holes on tour, you know, with that stadium atmosphere, 20,000 people looking on, which, you know, Tambo and Gup, they'll be one of those two 20,000 people. Um, you know, most of it will be inebriated. I'm thinking that'll be yes. Gus and Tambo again. <laughs> and looking for more of a good time than actually watching golf. This has led to some memorable moments at 16 from Tiger's hole-in-one in the late 90s and James Hahn's Gangnam-style dance after a birdie a few years ago. You saw H33 dabbing it on him, you know, a few years ago on yeah. the 16th hole. Uh, you know, this hole has also caused golfers to temporarily lose their minds. Uh, you know, we saw this a few years back when one of the most famous golfers in the world, Justin Leonard, gave the crowd on 16 the finger. You know, he flicked off the whole crowd on 16. You don't really see that from Justin Leonard that much on the golf channel anymore. And then you also saw uh, Ian Poulter a few years back putt one-handed, you know, while everyone was booing the hell out of him. So people have done some crazy shit uh, on this hole. <laughs> you know, riding, routing this has occurred in the past with fans, you know, throwing beer cans onto the course, beach balls bouncing everywhere. Needless to say, this is not your normal PGA Tour event. All right, so the stadium course, the TPC Scottsdale, is a seven, it's around a 7,200-yard par 71 with four par threes and three par fives. All the par fives are reachable in two by the majority of golfers, and the 17th hole is a risk-reward drivable par four. The course was redesigned by Tom Weisskopf after the 2014 tournament. He was hired to make the course tougher, so he added length, made landing areas on the fairway smaller, added bunkers, and redid the greens. It looks like he did his job correctly because the course has played a bit more difficult the last few years. In the previous five years before the redesign, TPC Scottsdale, was on average the 36th most difficult course on tour. After renovations, it has become on average the 25th most difficult course on tour. The cut actually hasn't been under par since the 2014 renovations, so we'll see if that changes this week. Off the tee, golfers will see narrow landing areas with bunkers placed strategically. Even though this tournament is played in the desert, Waters is still in play on about six or seven holes. And if golfers miss wildly off the tee, they'll have to deal with desert vegetation. The rough around the fairways has been thicker the last few years, and I expect that that to be the same this week, though it won't be anywhere close to what we saw last week at Torrey Pines. Uh, the course is set up about 1,200 feet above sea level, and with the arid desert conditions, 
opportunities. Drives and approach shots should go a bit farther than normal. On approach shots, golfers will see a wide array of green sizes ranging from small to very large. Bunkers guard the majority of the Bermuda grass greens, which are actually overseeded with a little bit of Benton Poa, and water will be an, an issue for some golfers who aren't accurate with their irons. The greens are relatively flat, firm, and fast with a stimulator rating of around 12. Of the last nine winners here, eight of them had a top five in one of their previous five events leading up to their victory at TPC Scottsdale. Also, a poor finish at the Farmers the week before really hasn't been too much of a detriment, at least, you know, high up on the leaderboard uh, of this event. Many golfers over the years have come off poor play at the Farmers only to have a strong finish the following week here at uh, TPC Scottsdale. Tambo, what are you looking for in golfers this week? Yeah, it's pretty much same every year, but there's a little bit of course history that you want to take in. Kind of like Farmers last week, a lot of the same guys do well here for whatever reason. Some off the tee, tee to green, of course, approach heavy, birdies are better, you know, the score is going to get up there, but it's it's kind of, I don't know if it's as much of a birdie fest as everybody thinks. Like if you look at the scores from all the years combined, it's sort of that minus 15 to minus 20 range more than it's like a minus 20 to minus 25 range. So I uh, definitely still think, you know, some of the the better golfers, better mindsets will prevail. You talked about a little bit of water being in play. Guys like Ricky have had their demons, and he tamed them last year, but we'll get to that. And then greens and regulation, and for some side stats, maybe par 4, 450 to 500, and then a little bit of your proximity with your longer irons. What about you, Kenny? Yeah, I mean, it sounds good. It's the majority of what I have. I actually go pretty detailed in the trends and uh, different look, different you know ways to look about the stats uh, in the previous years in my write-up this week on gupscorner.com. If you guys want to check that out, make sure you use promo code DJ20. All right, so let's get to this um, field this week. Let's start off 10K range, of course. We have Hideki all the way up to John Rom. Go ahead there. Who do you like in this range? Yeah, I don't know exactly yet because I think ownership's big on Rom and Thomas here. I, I think Vegas says it right. I, I'm a big Thomas truther, but I'm also a big Rom truther, so it's tough for me. Uh, I do think they've got it right. Rom is fresh on his game. You know, he really wasn't even on his game, like I said, on Saturday, Sunday, but overall he's been on his game. Everyone's posted the stats last night, today, everything about his last 20. And I don't know where the take of he's not good comes from because he's absolutely incredible. So uh, people might forget that he's 25 years old. He's been in the mix of plenty of events that maybe he shouldn't have. He's won huge events. You know, the farmers, he almost just got in the mix again to win it. So I don't know where that comes from. So I definitely like Rom. I think I'll play both of them. I'm just not sure what it's going to look like depending on ownership, because it looks like a lot more people are going to start down below with your Fowlers, Matsuyamas, even, you know, go back to Shoffley, Finau, all that. Uh, my first T3BO is going to be quite simple. And I think he'll still get very popular, Webb Simpson, but I'm still going to pivot off Fowler here. No matter what, he gets ownership every single year. Some of the boys, I know, I think it was Rick Gaiman and, and Jeff Feinberg were talking today. And I, I went back and found your stat that they were talking about where you posted the bounce back stat of, of Fowler when he's been off his game. But I mean, he's had chances to bounce back and he hasn't. So uh, at this price point at 10, five, I'm much rather, you know, pivoting to Webb Simpson. If, if it becomes that Webb's going to be much higher owned, I'll just take more. Uh, I love Webb. I think his form is strong. His course history is good. Everything lines up. It's a course that suits him. I don't like his outright number. Not really a big fan of a bet on him, but I definitely think, you know, starting a lineup with him, even if he comes in the top three, which I think he easily can, even if it's a late Sunday charge to get there, then definitely pay off at just 10-3. So Rom, Thomas, see what's going on there. Simpson, maybe a little Matsuyama. That's about it. 
Yeah, well, I'm going to go ahead and start with Hideki as my first cash game cornerstone. I'm going to go back to him. I know last week he didn't really finish that well, but to finish in like 42nd and still get almost 70 draft game points was still pretty solid. He was close to a lot of the guys that were inside the top 25. He might have even had more draft game points than some of the guys in the top 25 last week. And the thing is, you know, he loves this course. This is his, like, shizzle. So, I, you know, I got no problem. I'm not going to go over. His numbers look fine. So I'm going to go with, with Hideki and Cash, but I'll probably go light with him like I usually do in GPPs because, like you, I like Webb. Um, I like Webb over Fowler, uh, and, and definitely Webb over Fowler this week. Uh, I think, you know, when you have Webb in between Hideki and Fowler and you have Rom and JT up top, it's very easy. I, I think Webb's pretty obvious for the lowest lowest owned guy. In this range, what do you think, Campbell? I don't think he's going to be lowest owned. I think there's too much talk already early, and you know how that gets as the week goes on. But what I think will happen – In this range, in the 10 No, no, I got you. I'm with you still. I'm saying – but I think what will happen is, as the week goes on, is people will start to say, oh, Webb's chalky, Webb's chalky. It looks like Fowler's going to come in a little under-owned because people are hating on him, and he's been so good here and blah, 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 and he's not going to be as owned as what he has. I think last year in the $44, Fowler was like 31%. So to give you an idea, and I know what that's like, and I seen him in, in the, the 444, I think he was 43% last year, something crazy. So what's going to happen is I think as the week goes on, people will start to pivot some of their web ownership, and him and Fowler will sort of balance out. To me, it's not really about the ownership as much as who I want to play. We talked at the, you know, some of the swing season and start of the year about how much web gets overlooked as one of the better players on tour, T to green, the stats on him from, you know, year long sample size, getting better with the putter over the last year and a half, all those factors to me, I think makes for a great play. And we know is around the green is scrambling. Everything that he's got in the bag is there. So I like starting lineups even with him and just fading. But what, what I will get to, and it'll be a good segue as you get into the Nike range is that Rom and Thomas might sound very popular right now to start the week. But I think as the week goes on, they'll actually start to drop a little bit in ownership as people want to go a little bit more balanced here and start mixing up, as you'll see as we get to the 9 and the 8K range. Well, because it is a lot harder this week than it has been, I guess, last week and the week right. before, the ghost stars and scrubs. Because first off, there's 30 less golfers. So you don't have as many options down below. And the options down below aren't as strong as they've been you know, in the past couple of events that I've, that I've seen, I haven't seen as many golfers I like in the 6K range that I have the last two weeks. Now, when it comes to Justin Thomas and, and John Rahm, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to play one of those two. I'm not sure which one. I was hoping you had a strong take on either one because then I would follow you, but that didn't happen. So uh, I, I'm not sure that the, the thing about Justin Thomas and Rahm, you think just JT probably has better win equity. Yeah, I, I think JT is the, probably the better play. Yeah, just based on when it shakes out. I'm just saying as of right now, it looks like it's a wait-and-see approach, but only because not to cop out. It's just I really don't know. And, and right now, because Rom just played just about one, but then the people if, if people aren't going to be on Thomas, he's a slam dunk. There's no way I'm paying the same thing. No way I want to pay 10-5 for Fowler when JT's right there for 700 bucks more. It's not even close. And even though you could say, but Fowler just won here last year, his course history, I don't care. JT is a way better golfer, and I'll continue to dog my boy all year long if it's up against a guy like JT or Rom. I don't care. I'm leaning JT up top. So I'm thinking Webb is probably my favorite GPP play. Webb and JT is probably going to be the only GPP plays and Decky in cash. So let's move down to this 9K range. I like Xander up top. I mean, that number, that, that price, even though he's still the sixth highest priced golfer, I mean, under 10,000, I'm in. Uh, you know, the guys just, uh, even with his performance last week, you know, you, the thing you got to remember about Xander, even though he played 
poorly last week. He plays poorly at Torrey Pines every year. This is not something new. You know, it's not like he usually plays well there. And then this past year, he just sucked ass. He sucks ass there every single year he plays. So I would not even think about last week's performance when it comes to Xander. So I, I like Xander up top a bunch. You know, he kills – he's one of the few guys with, like, uh, along with, like, Justin Thomas. Um, I think Justin Thomas and, and, and him are the only guys in this field who are top ten in strokes game par five and strokes game par four uh, in the last 50 rounds in this field. And, you know, uh, par four scoring is going to be important. And I think par five scoring is going to be important. I have those uh, two stats uh, highlighted in my article this week on gupscorner.com uh, and, and why I think that way. So I, I like Xander up top. I like Morikawa, too. This guy's just just a baller. I mean, even though he finished like 20, uh, I think. It was- Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. He finished like uh, right around the top 25. He still had a solid amount of points, 72, 75 points on DraftKings. He'll get those points. He's been the best iron player in this field here in recent times. I like him. And I'm going Bubba, too. Bubba's been playing decent golf. I mean, you look at his, uh, you look at him last week. You know, he gained 4.3 strokes with his approaches last week. You know, that's the most since the Arnold Palmer last year. And and the second most he's had in the last year was at the Waste Management Finish Open last year uh, in 2019. So I like Bubba uh, a lot this week. His game looked pretty good. I almost was thinking about using him in cash, uh, but I did not make him one of my cash game cornerstones. I'll go, they're going to be in the 8K range. But those are the guys I like, Xander, Kawa, and Watson. Yeah, Bubba stripped himself of the Mangina last year with the T4 finish. He, he really stepped his game up. And he's been playing a lot better lately. But I, I recall the, the chant, Bubba has a Mangina on hole 16. So <laughs> you brought up a couple of good ones earlier today. And then I thought about Horschel, who we'll get to later, when he just basically said, fuck you, fuck. Like, he just hates everybody on that hole. And then even the funny part about JT up top, not to click it back too far, but the, the year that he just had the meltdown on 16, I thought he was never coming back. And then he comes back and gets third there last year so i mean it, it is a an interesting tournament interesting you know hole at hole 16 excited to be there for the weekend again for my third year in the row uh, i'm with you on xander definitely like that one of the things was his irons were a little bit off which isn't like him and i know everyone was thinking about him especially in the gups corner slack for you know and I think you mentioned him as well as a showdown bounce back play possibility and he just didn't get there and, and that happens but like you said a little bit of more pressure in California, the, the hometown, he's on a decent run going into it. He's 10th and 17th in the last two years. Definitely think he can bounce back. I kind of like him. A bigger bounce back candidate for me. Not sure how popular it's going to get, but definitely like Woodland. Uh, it's a course he loves. A lot of talks that he was out here well before last week, getting his practice on and, and getting a few extra reps in, getting ready for it because he knows it's a good course for him. We talked plenty this year about how guys are going to want to get their scores early make it happen and not have to grind as much or figure out their schedule throughout the year when they can focus on, you know, their, their run. They don't have to get on that late. They can get on early. And, and this is a good way to do it. And of course he's comfortable at, so definitely like him. Morikawa is interesting. You mentioned him, you know, it was awesome to see him hold his own in the, in that tiger group. Everyone thought the crowd might get to him. I thought 
opposite. I thought, you know, with his mindset, his mentality, he's like an old soul, right? He's, he's a young guy, but he, he has so much, so much composure. He's so mature. He's so strong on the course when it comes to that. His iron game, like you said, is sick. So definitely like Morikawa. Not, not as much on like the – I think some of the GPP plays are in here. You know, Finau skips out, makes an excuse, then shows up here. I know – I think he moved to Arizona, so it's, a, it's close to home. But, I mean, it, he could have a bounce back. Kucher, interesting, not going to pop on anybody's stats models. But his history here is bar none, top tens the last three years. Uh, just won the Singapore Open, not a strong field at all. But just to say he won a tournament. He won a tournament. You get that feeling. You get that mojo going. So uh, big ones I'm on are Shafle, Woodland, Morikawa. The GPP plays would be like the Finau Kucher for me. Maybe a little bit of your Watson take, but not heavy on a Watson at 9,000 personally. I, this is more of a joke than anything. But you know, what do you think about if Finau lives in Phoenix, is it a good thing for him since he got like 27 children? I mean, <laughs> I mean he's got like 18 kids, right? Don't he? And he's like 25 years old. You know, maybe being on the road is better for him. I, this is I don't think he's it's, on, I don't think he's on Philip Rivers level, but he's, uh, he's, he's definitely got close, some kids. He, he's, he's, he's got he's some kids. Close. He's getting he close, bro. He, he got like 14 children. Every time I see a picture with him and his kid, it's like they can, you know, him and him and Rivers can make like a, a you know, a offensive defense on football. They can just go ahead and put their families up against each other. Uh, and then you throw in who's on Cromartie. Doesn't he have like 14 yes, kids too? Yes, that's what I was thinking yeah. of. I couldn't think of the yeah, name yeah. to drop yeah. that joke. You got yeah, 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 yeah that's they, the one. They got like four, you know, those guys have like double-digit children, basically. Like, <laughs> the difference is <laughs> Cromartie pays alimony to like seven different women. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. All right, so let's let's move on to this 8K range. Why don't you go ahead, Tambo? Yeah, so uh, Sned's at the top. Definitely going to stick with him, mainly for the reason that I don't think it was just to do with last week at Farmers. He had a 12th the week before that. He always makes cuts. He's a fair price always talk about this, the best buy pricing, but he's 11 for 12 made cuts at the Waste Management Phoenix Opens and how good he looked last week. I think you can ride a little bit of that momentum coming in here. I'd say my favorite plays are M, Scheffler, and Hovland. I'm going to group them together only because they're very similar. They're those up-and-comers, young gunners, upside. I mean, M was seventh here last year. Scheffler and Hovland are actually both first-timers. Worry a little bit about the travel back and forth for Hovland, but I mean, I think Scheffler can easily bounce right back a little more on those guys later on. Uh, moving down a little bit, I think the only other two that I'm kind of interested in is um, Palmer. Basically, you know, saw what he could do at a scoring course with the North course last week. He didn't do much beyond that, but I mean, he's just been on fire. 21st, 4th, 17th, 10th, 12th, 9 for 13 here. It's a guy that just feels good. He's in his groove. He does get kind of streaky. He was up there with his buddy Rom, who they won the Zurich last year, and, and you know he was having some fun. He didn't pull it off on Sunday, obviously had a rough finish, but I think he can bounce back from that and then round it out with more, uh, you know, sort of one sample size his last time out, but that T6 was impressive, and he's 10 for 14 made cuts here as well. Just sort of a, another guy that has upside at $8,000 can start rolling some putts in. Yeah, one of my worst takes on the Slack chat last week on Gump's Corner, which is amazing, there's like 1,800 people on that slack chat uh, but i was was saying that i thought palmer might be ready to have a sunday you know where he does well because you know he he was in contention the week before and so uh i think a couple weeks before in sony or the amex i'm not sure which one where he hit that that sand shot like out of bounds onto the green where he had a chance you know i thought maybe he could learn from that yeah he didn't learn from that i think he just, I, I think he went five over uh, on 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 sunday and that was pretty a uh, pretty horrible take and killed my showdown on Sundays, but uh, my, my, my second cash game cornerstone is going to be Brant Seneca. You, you basically said everything you needed. This guy's going to make the cut. He's been playing extremely good golf. His irons have been strong. He's really, really good on par fours. Um, the par four scoring here is really important. 
Um, and so he's like first in par four efficiency from 450 to 500 yards, which is where the majority, I think seven uh, par fours are in that range. He's second in strokes game par four, uh, you know, in the last 50 rounds of getting all this, you know, from Gupps Corner and Fantasy National, both great sites. So, you know, make sure you check those out. And then, uh, you know, I, I like I like Seneca as my second cash game. And my, right underneath him, I'm going Sungjae as my third cash game cornerstone pick. Again, the guy's just a consistent golfer, rarely misses cuts. Seventh here last year, makes a ton of birdies. Second in the field in birdie or better, birdies are better game in the last 50 rounds. Really good on par fours, gets a lot of uh, DraftKings points. You know, he can putt. Uh, so I like Sungjae as my second cash game cornerstone. And for GBPs, I'm with you. I like the young guys here. I like Scheffler. I think he could bounce back. The reason I didn't like Scheffler last week is because it seems like he's better at courses where they can, you know, pin seek a little bit more, get a little bit more birdies. I know the proximity to the hole is a little bit farther than most courses here, but it's still not an impossible course. He can still make tons of birdies. There's not too much trouble as long as he doesn't hit it in the water out here. So I I like Scheffler for a bounce back. And Hovland, at this price, you know, he, he hasn't been the Hovland that we saw with all those great finishes, but the guy is still a talented, talented golfer. Maybe he's just getting geared up early on in this season, and this could be the week he comes through. All right, so let's move to the 7K range. I'm going to go with my final cash game cornerstone. It's $7,400. We talked about him earlier. I just can't not click Tom Hoagie. I know a lot of people might think that he can't hold on to this, and he might not. Uh, he, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely possible. It's not like he's an elite golfer, but the way that he has been playing the last three events, I mean, I, I, you can't really go against him. I mean, if you look at his numbers in the last three events, uh, you look at him, he's gained something like 15 strokes with his approaches in the last, he gained 6.7 strokes last week, 4.4 strokes the week before, 3.9 strokes the week before. So it's not all putter, even though his putter has been very, very good. Uh, you know, so, and the thing is, he's been a little bit off, off the tee. He couldn't hit a damn fairway uh, on Sunday, but still somehow putting, you know, he putted his ass off and his iron game was strong. Now he doesn't have to worry about this thick ass rough from here. If he misses these fairways, which are a little bit wider than they are at, at uh, Tory, um, you know, I think this could be another week that he finishes. I don't know if he can finish top 15 again, but it's $7,400. I just want to make cut from him in, in cash. And I think he could do that with the way he's been playing. So he's, so my, my cash game cornerstones for this week are going to be Hideki Matsuyama at 10,100. Um, Brant Snedeker at 8,900. Sung J.M. at 8,800. And Tom Hoagie at 7400 at least $14,800 left to finish out the rest of your lineups. Now, other guys I do like here up top GPP-wise, uh, Kokrak and Connors. Uh, Kokrak, Connors, Berger. Those are the three guys that I'll be focusing on here. You know, this is a ball-striking course. Uh, strokes gained tee to green. There's been a lot of high-ranking guys in that, uh, in that stat that have performed well here, especially since the, uh, the, the, the course renovations. So tee to green, important. Both of these guys, ball striking for me, uh, ball strikers, Kokrak and Connors. I like them both. I like Daniel Berger, who's had pretty good history here and has been playing decent golf. And as a, you know, somebody who hasn't been playing well, that'll probably be on bending on up here as well. Again, another guy plays well here, hasn't been playing good golf, but hopefully he can bounce back at a course that he feels very, very familiar with. Who do you like in his upper 7K range? 
Yeah, my second T3PO is going to be Connor's over Coke Rack. Interesting that you mentioned both, but I think people like riding Coke Rack. He's got a T20 here last year. Connor's is a first-timer. That surprised me in the first place just to see that. You know, Coke Rack's had a, a good couple showings the last couple of years, 20, 31st, but actually, you know, on the three measured rounds last week at the South Course, he lost strokes on approach. Uh, he's got those new PXG clubs. Don't think he's feeling those quite yet. Missed the cut the week before when people liked him. Definitely a, a good cut maker all the time, but I, I like Connors more. He's been on fire when he has been out. His last, you know, five outings are 12th, 19th, 20th, 6th, 12th. The guy's got upside. We know he's got iron game. Can he make the putts? I don't know, but, you know, if it's a spot to do it, I think it's a, a spot like this in Phoenix. Get a comfortable feeling, warm weather. Uh, you know, we, we saw him even do well last year at the Masters. So, you know, faster greens, things like that. I think he's going to be okay with it. So I do like him. Little taste of burger to your point that you just mentioned. Form, top three. The one thing about burger is he's got four made cuts here and three of them are top 11s, 11th, 7th, and 10th. That to me is talking upside. So you mentioned that range. My range I like is the next and I'm heavier in these areas because you can use these guys in any types of constructions. But Keegan Bradley, uh, Russell Knox, and Benny Ann. Benny Ann, you mentioned course history three for three the last three years no worse than a 23rd 23rd 20th and sixth i think he's fine you mentioned the stat about guys that can tail off and as long as they made the cut at farmers and then tail off a little bit they can bounce back we know he's another good ball striker so i really like him the most out of the three probably keegan after him and then Knox, bud collie 26th here last year a fourth and a ninth and two of his last four out irons everything he's got a good all-around game actually a lot of upside but he's I think he's a much better golfer this year than he was last year just getting back into the swing of things from when he was off from the crash and everything like that so 26 last year I think you do the same or better he's a boomer bust guy but good course history overall with four for five made cuts Uh, steel is a little bit interesting and I'm just running the whole range the other guys that stand out you mentioned hoagie I think he'll be a little bit uh you know popular but there's other guys I like charlie hoffman right above him, or I guess same price, but, you know, look in the alphabetical order, he's right above him. So take Charlie Hoffman there. He, he bounced back last week. He's priming up. We know he's always getting ready for his master's run. Uh, and then a couple more, just as I said, I'm going to go through the range. Grillo, always a, a big fan, 7,300. I can't get off him, can't go away from him now. I think he sets up well for the course. Interesting to hear your take on Billy Horschel and then other guys you like in the bottom of this range, Kenny. I mean, if you look at Horschel's results here, they're not very good. Uh, and I think you you said it earlier when it came down to it that I don't know if this type of event with this type of crowd is like his shit. You know, I, I, I'm not really sure. I guess he, I think he, he's had a, he's had one top twenty, and that was seven years ago. Uh, here now he had a couple of top twenty fives. He makes the cut here every year. So he makes the cut like, all the time. Yeah, is my it, thing though, like thirty ninth, twenty fourth, twenty fourth, thirtieth. It's at like seventy four hundred. At it's that price, yeah, at that price, he, he could be worth. It. I thought he had a little bit of worse course history than he did. Um, you know, looking at it now, it's actually not the worst in the world. Seventy four hundred seems good, but I like Hoffman as well here. Like you said, he's gearing up. He played well last week. Really good from 175 to 200 yards. You'll see a bunch of approaches from that range. He's really good from 150 to 175 too. And those are going to be your two main proximity ranges here on this course. I think more than half the approaches come from 150 to 200 yards. Uh, so yeah, I like both of them. I, 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 you got me on Horschel. Uh, I'll play. I like Hoffman. I like big Bo Hostler. Uh, I think he'll be, he's never highly owned. He'll be under 5% probably even with a pretty good finish last week. If you look at it, uh, always a great putter, but, you know, he gained almost three strokes of his approaches last week, and that's the most he's gained in a tournament since, I think, in 15 months, 15 or 16 months. So I'm hoping that he can bring that back 
uh, again, go back to back and maybe he's really confident on it. Again, it's a punt play. It's not really going to be a big time guy also, that I use a lot. He, he had to, he get, he had to get a top 10 to get into this. So he was sweating hard on Sunday, right? I saw the tweets about that and he was, uh, he needed a top 10. So he actually escaped. I think he got in at the last minute because of the T nine. So he's definitely gonna be grateful to be here. And he's had a great run the last couple of years with a 39th and a 17th. So I do like your hostile take there as well at 7,300. Yeah, yeah. he, he still won't be owned. Like you said, uh, he won't be on. Uh, I sort of like Party Marty Laird a little bit, another guy with the course history. He hasn't been playing the great golf, but again, coming to an event uh, like like Tampa said earlier, where course history seems to be somewhat important. You see the same guys up here on top of the leaderboards year in and year out. Um, you know, he, he plays well here. I'll go ahead and throw him as another sub 5% owned guy in this field. Uh, and then um, what are you going to do with Hadwin? This guy loves desert golf. Uh, he plays well here, but he's coming off – I think a three month break yeah, with I'm a sorry. brand new baby. He's got the, he got, he got, he's got the nappy factor going, but are you going to roster Hadwin? What do you think? Because I, before, before the break, he was playing really, really good golf. Yeah. I don't know. I'm never a big Hadwin guy, even though I'm Canadian. I, I actually like Lanto as I know that we, you know, I, I went for days talking about guys in this range and I'm still going, but it's cause like Kenny mentioned earlier, and I, I kind of alluded to it. There's not a lot of guys down below the seven K range that I love, but I, I'm going to go back to Lanto before I go to Hadwin. And I know it's first timer and whatnot, but one miscut, I'm not going to dock him. I think his game is yeah. too strong. Uh, one of the notes for Griffin, and I talk about it all the time, Lanto has in the last, in 2019 and the events he's played in 20 so far, all uh, tours combined, he's played 32 events. He's made 25 cuts. And of the 25 cuts, 19 are top 25s. So basically 19 out of the 25 cuts he's made, he's top 25. That's a lot of upside. For 7,200, and if people are scared to go back on him, that's exactly what you need to win a GPP. So I definitely like that play. I like that call. I like that call. Let's move on to the 6K range. I'll go ahead and start. One of my favorites up top is going to be Sean O'Hare at $6,900. Uh, if you look at DraftKings, it says he hasn't played yet this season, but he's played the last two weeks on the Corn Ferry Tour, finishing, mm-hmm. I think, 13th and 4th yep. or 13th and 9th, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so the form is there. Uh, he's been playing good golf, and he's been playing in some tough-ass conditions. Uh, maybe a little bit easier of a course he can come in or maybe it'll screw him. I'm not sure. Again, this is just a 6K range. You're just throwing punts out there. I'm not like super excited about him, but I sort of like the way that he's playing uh, Kaplan at um, 6,700. This guy's price just doesn't go up and he keeps just keep performing week in and week out. Uh, I mean, I don't see any reason why not to use him again. Uh, Grayson Murray, another guy at $6,700. I'll be playing. He's made a cut here uh, a couple of times. He was he looked pretty good last week, except for I think uh, he had like one bad day, if I'm not mistaken. But he looked pretty good overall uh, last week. I like Doc Redman at 6,600. Uh, Brian Stewart at 6,600. And then when you go down below that, uh, I, I, there's not that much. I'll probably play a little bit of James Hahn because I always play James Hahn because you never know when the hell he'll come through. Um, and then you got Siwoo at 6,200. This is a TPC course. Uh, I'm not sure if I can go there. Maybe a little bit of love mark down there. But once you get below $6,500, I'm not a big fan. Who do you like in this range? I didn't even notice Siwoo Kim was there at 6200 That's bad on my part. But that's pretty crazy, actually, for that price. It's I know he's fell off quite a bit. But like you said, a little TPC love. I like the guys at the top to you. I uh, didn't mention you caught the sneaky Sean O'Hare stuff, so I won't go back through that. But it was 13th and 4th. And, again, just a lot of people don't follow that. He's getting back into the groove. And that's something that's interesting at that price. But I like Hadley and Higgs both more. So my, my, I, it was tough to decide. What I don't like is Gooch. So my third T3BO was Higgs over Gooch. 
but you could play Hadley as well if you think Higgs is going to be more popular or something. Either of those two I like more than Gooch. Biggest thing is with Higgs is, you know, I know it's only one result last week, but someone we mentioned before, he's been a solid up-and-comer. Gooch was, again, I, I mentioned it last week, and I know you brought a point into the Slack chat about how it was only a couple approach shots the week before when I said he was all putter, and, and that's true. You were right. But my yeah, thing he, is – He lost something like seven strokes – on approaches or like six strokes on approaches on two holes. Yeah. And it was good, good yeah. on good on him last week. I mean, a T36 wasn't bad at all. So again, I'll take another L there, but I think the big thing for me was I didn't think he could afford to have any of those holes at farmers, right. You know, at Torrey Pines, just such, such a tough course that that worried me a little. So it was awesome. I know he, I think he made the cut on the number on the number. And, thank God. And then ended up thank getting God. through. So it, it was closer than I, than you think it's not a, a victory lap by any means. Like I said, it's an L, but at the end of the day, I'll go back against him again. If people want to keep chasing that Higgs to me has just been much better. He was a, a solid tee to green approach, everything. And, and he was everything, but putter Gooch was all putter. And even then Higgs still dummied him with a T nine to a T 36. So, and and he's cheaper somehow so I still like Higgs Higgs is another guy when I run those stats and again it includes a lot of corn fairy and things like that but at 33 events he made 25 cuts 17 of those 25 top 25s big upside definitely like him uh Burns just keep rolling with him I think he's fine I think he's an interesting play Varner you know a darling in itself always like him he's he's 10th here last year I think he's just getting rolling a little bit of, you know, Gup loves him. Gup's corner loves him. He's got a little bit of mojo there. So I think he'll be rolling this week. We'll get to watch him. Hoping he's there for the weekend so we can see him. That'd be awesome to see. Redmond and Stewart, who you mentioned, I'm in. A little bit of Nick Taylor when you drop down. And then just, I'll, I'll go to one more guy. But first, my two other upside guys are Keith Mitchell and JJ Spawn. Just want to mention them because I think they're, you know, you got one or the other, but I think they have the big upside in this type of tournament that they could just show up out of nowhere. But what's your take? Just got in. Interesting story over the weekend. You know, Zach Sucher basically embracing the DFS industry, hopping on, you know, don't fade me, bro. DFS fam, hashtag, hashtag, everything. And he, you know, the darling now, he gets in today. Just got in right before we recorded the pod with a six under bogey free round to make the one of the final three Q spots as him. The other two guys that are, are, are quite unfamiliar to most. So I think the big one is, People are going to go back to Zach Sutra. I guess he'll probably come in around 63 to 6,500 range. What are you going to do with him? I mean, I'll use him. I mean, it was pretty smart marketing by him. I, I don't know why, especially now since DraftKings is partnering with the PGA Tour, why more golfers don't do this. Um, you know, engaged with the DFS, um, you know, people out there on Twitter and social media. You saw this, you know, you saw golfers do this in the past. Like, well, the first one that comes to my mind is Willie Wilcox. Like, no one heard of his ass you know, before he started uh, talking to DFS people and he became the darling of the DFS crowd. He gained a lot of popularity. Um, you know, people were out there rooting for him hard. He gained fans. Pretty smart move uh, by Suture. And I like the way he's – I like the way his, his train of thought. Um, now, does it really project to how he's going to play in a week-to-week basis? No, not at all. Uh, but I'll throw in some Suture out there if he, once he gets into the field. He, I think he went bogey-free. Uh, today in the Monday qualifier did, to make yeah. the six, event. Six under bogey free you know, and, and the other basically, guys. Basically, if, if, you, if you follow him on Twitter, he's basically road tripping with his family to every event. You know, they got the little station wagon. They're driving from event to event with his wife and his two kids. His, he said they're staying, his kids are staying at a water park hotel. Well, Waterside Hotel, and he just yeah, took a picture, yeah. full dad bod, chest hair flinging everywhere Ugh. with him and the daughters out saying, we got back to the water side as a winner, right? So yeah. good, good for him. And he got in last night at 10 p.m from Tory walks out in the morning and just bangs out a 600 bogey free. So, I mean, yeah. he's definitely in the zone. I believe yeah. there's something to that. 
it's a, you know, a mindset mentality type thing. We weren't going to talk a lot about Kobe, but I think that sort of rubs off on everybody, right? If you, if you get in the right mindset for these type of things, you know, almost like a grind set where you're grinding and it's just your full mindset is that you're going to have to grind and you're going to get in. We've seen it with Corey Connors in the past, with a lot of other guys, but his comes to mind as a Monday Q winner. I mean, it would be quite a story if Zach Sutra. I think he'll make the cut, though. I, I am a little bit interested in him just because the way his mindset is right now and how much he's grinding it out to get to where he needs to be. All right. Anybody else? No. Let's move on to the betting segment. Tampa, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, back to the normal six-pack. I was disappointed last week. I, you know, I only went with four bets, and three of them, Rory, Snedeker, and uh, Palmer with the each way, were all right there in the mix and, and just didn't pan out. So all good. Back to the grind myself this week. So I got six here. I got Woodland, 28. I got both Hovland and Scheffler at 50 with the each way. I don't know who it's going to be. I just think one of them is really going to pop. I got Benny Ann as sort of the community bet everyone's on. 80 with the each way just seems crazy for a guy that's been up there the last three years. He's got hope. I uh, wouldn't want to see a win from him. My boy Grillo, 110 to 1 with the each way. Really got a feeling about him this week. Uh, and then just the, I mentioned it earlier, but the, the Gup Varner love, 200 with the each way. I'm going to take that just because I got a feeling he's going to show up as well. I got five bets this week. Uh, I'm going Decky at 18 to 1, Bubba at 28 to 1. I'm with you on Scheffler and Hovland. I got them both at 50 to 1 as well. And I'm going Hoagie at 80 to 1. Uh, the guys, I'll throw it out there. The guys oh play great golf. Hoagie you know? at so, 80 is just crazy. But yeah, I get it. Seems, I get it. it I'm just saying it's crazy. But insane. I mean, the way when you're playing that well, I got to throw it in there. I got to throw it in there. So, so we'll throw those five in there. I didn't really like too many of the deep plays this week. So I'm going to go ahead and go with those five. All right. So any OAD, mine's going to be whoever I don't play up top. I'm going, I'm going, I'm <laughs> going like. big guy. So if I don't play Justin Thomas, um, I'll play him in OAD. If I don't play Rom, I'll play Rom in OAD. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. I'm a big hedge guy. I'd ended up doing it last week after all the debate and back and forth. I chucked Rom in last week. Oh, nice. Not, nice. not ramen, Rom in to my one-on-one but uh, yeah ramen ramen is delicious though it is it really ramen, is ramen, you know, ramen a lot of people delicious. grew up on that and it's a pretty tasty meal so um one and done uh, off talking about the instant ramen that shit is garbage dog you need to go <laughs> to like a real ramen house obviously uh, sitting here uh, talking Airbnb to you i gotta hear this yeah yeah, yeah. I, well i mean like there's a couple local there's one right next to the cap center or oh, the cap center the what's it called now the verizon center it's not even the verizon center the, the stadium in DC where the, where the Wizards and uh, and the uh, and the Capitals play. There's a place right behind the Cap Center, right next to, um, uh, right across the street. I can't the 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 Kaya, the Kaya. That's the name. If you want good ramen in DC, the Kaya. Go there, right next to uh, the stadium. You can't miss it. It's delicious and it's not that expensive. And the ramen is so so good. Come so here good. for the so golf, he, head out with the ramen takes. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, that's a sign it, for John Rom, but uh, I would say the one undone options real quick, Kenny. Fowler, Decky, Woodland, and Webb. That's who's on the list. No, I'm not going to waste right, the big guy here. I know they could win, but I really like those four just to use up one of them here because I don't think they're going to contend in many majors. Maybe Woodland and Webb, but I'm not really saving them for a major or anything. So Fowler, Decky, Woodland, Webb. What do you got? That's, uh, yeah, I'm going either JT or Ron. One of those two I'm going with this week. Okay. All right, so do we miss anything? I don't think so. All right, go ahead and tell them where they can find you, Tambo. Yeah, I mentioned a few times on the pod, gupscorner.com. Basically, like Kenny said, use the promo code DGEN20. Get the deal. One of the biggest overlooked things, I think, is the Slack chat. You know, like we say, come for the content and tools. Stay for the community. The, the Slack is incredible. There's a lot of people in there that are just chatting back and forth, even when Kenny, myself, Gub, everybody that's, you know, con- contributing isn't in there. 
there's others that are in there that want to talk golf just like you. You want to listen to golf? You want to talk golf? It's a place to be. Uh, use the promo code DGEN20. Other than that, find me on Twitter, at Totag and Tambo. Basically posting out everything there that I can. Uh, you know, the Listener League contest I posted out this week. Any, anything that you need, hit me up in a DM. We'll check you out. Let's win some money. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Slack chat. I mean, last week I put out, uh, I put all my showdown plays on the Slack chat. Every night I play uh, heavily, um, you know, I on gupscorner.com. And then I also put out a bet. My favorite bet last week was uh, Finau over Fowler in the tournament head-to-head. Fowler, uh, Finau was even money. Uh, I put that bet out, uh, you know, so make sure you go to DJ, uh, make sure you go to gupscorner.com. Use that promo code DJ20. You'll get my article there every week. You'll get my favorite cash game plays that aren't cash game cornerstones there every Wednesday night, uh, Wednesday afternoon. Also, you know, check me out on Twitter at KendoVT. And make sure if, if you like the pod, if we've been helping you out, leave a five-star rating and a review. It really helps us out and keeps the pod free. All right, so that's going to be it for this week. Let's win some motherfucking money, DJ Nation. Do you wonder where your food comes from? More and more people do. America's corn farmers work hard every day to grow a crop that you can be proud to serve your family. And they're doing it with an eye towards sustainability, caring for water, air, soil, and resources that fuel healthy families and more sustainable products. Take a look to find out how farmers in rural America work to make life better for all of us, from cities to their rural communities. Learn more at ncga.com. NCGA, a commitment to the future. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air.